and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach, and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week, I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. Hey there, my wise friends, and a warm, warm welcome to episode 54 of Collective Wisdom, which comes to you on March the 8th, which is International Women's Day. And this week is all about giving. I'm here with my wonderful friend, Mandel Conway. Anyone who's a regular listener to the show may remember his incredible story back in episode 36 of losing his beautiful mother, Brenda, who was tragically killed in the Twin Tower attacks when Mandel was only 13 years old. Mandel has somehow been able to embrace that huge loss and keep the spirit of his mum alive with his generous approach to life. To me, it would be so understandable if Mandel had never been able to move on from the sense of pain and loss that he suffered, and perhaps even a deep and bitter resentment of the people who were responsible. And yet what he's done is move into a state of deep appreciation and gratitude for the time that he did have with his wonderful mum. As you'll hear, Mandel is now leaning into what it means to 10x that appreciation with his new initiative, Giving is Like, and how when you do that, you get the real gift. So it's a real pleasure to dedicate this episode to an international woman, Brenda Conway, and the light that she continues to put out into the world through her son. And whilst we're on the subject of wonderful mums, I'd also like to give a shout out to my own mum who celebrated her 76th birthday yesterday. I have to say that as an international woman, she's also a great inspiration to me and spends her life dedicating herself to supporting her community in all sorts of different ways. In fact, the other day when I spoke to her, she was sitting outside the weekly lunch club meeting that's held to support some of the elderly ladies in the in the village waiting to give them a lift home. So very proud of you, mum, and thanks for being such a great inspiration. If you're listening, I really do appreciate you. So with that, I'll hand you over to my conversation with Mandel. I am overjoyed to welcome today my guest, Mandel Conway, who actually doesn't really need any listeners, regular listeners to this podcast. Mandel doesn't need an introduction because he has his own episode. He's actually the first repeat guest on Collective Wisdom. He has his own episode, episode six, which is uh, eat the chicken and spit out the bones, which is something I've, I've been sort of yeah, musing on and, and just uh, thinking about. Mandel is a great friend who lives in the Bronx, who lives and brought up in the Bronx in New York, and has a really fascinating, amazing, incredible story. You know, he lost his mum in the Twin Towers attacks uh, when he was 13. And what I love about Mandel is the way he's taken something so devastating in his own life and almost embraced it and turned that into a force for good. He's really leaned into 
everything that his mum was and how much she meant to him and carried that forward. We, we constantly, I work with Mandel on the story skills workshop and we're constantly referring to the fact that it's almost like his mum's legacy that, you know, every time you hold a space for people, you bring that. I, th I love the fact that, isn't it even your middle name, Rahim? Is, yes. That means compassion. And yep. you just <laughs> live and breathe that compassion. So warm welcome to you, Mandel. Anyone who wants to go and listen to that story needs to go and check out episode six. But what we're here today to talk about is your new initiative, which is Giving Is, is Like. I have a little um, thing that I want to kick off as well. I, I've just been leaning into how I can help support all those poor people in Ukraine who have just been, had their worlds turned upside down. It's just been so heartbreaking to hear those stories. So we're gonna, we're just gonna talk about giving and what it means. And um, yeah, I hope this is gonna be a very special episode. Likewise, I'm looking forward to it and so honored to be your first repeat guest. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I I see that since we last met, you've you've got a, a shiny new mic. Do you want me to do you want to tell the story behind how that came about? Oh yes. Speaking of speaking of giving is like this this mic was given to me by our colleague Anne Roach. Uh she messaged me one day and asked for my home address saying she likes to send out holiday cards and so i said oh okay that's normal so i <laughs> i sent her my address and then time went by and i received this package from amazon but i hadn't ordered anything from amazon so i was wondering what this package was about and it, inside the mic inside the package was a microphone and i laughed because i've, I've often got uh, requests from people saying you should start a podcast or you have this amazing voice you should do voiceovers or you know whatever but I didn't see where the package came from and I'm like wondering like man who sent me this microphone and I'm asking on social media and my friends and my family and everyone's saying no I checked my Amazon account I even called Amazon and they said oh yeah it came from a family and friend but no one said anything so I went to bed that night and, and then I laid in bed and I said wait a minute I never actually looked inside the box entirely. I just grabbed the mic and went. I said, if it's a gift, it's probably a gift receipt. And so, of course, the next morning I go and I look and I see it's from Anne. And I just said, wow, <laughs> I definitely have to use this microphone now. And then I remembered the first time I was on Anne's podcast, I didn't have a microphone. And so I guess it just registered to her. Oh, that'd be a great gift. And which obviously is a beautiful thing about giving when you listen and become aware and you give an intention. So I'm thankful for this mic and this is my yeah. first interview using it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. No, and it sounds really, really good. And yeah, I would just mirror that anyone who has been encouraging you to set up a podcast and uh, start talking to people. I hope that's something that's in the pipeline for you. Is that is that on the on the cards? I've definitely given a lot of thought. I don't know if it will be a podcast, but I think it will be my voice in some degree on some yeah. level i just i just yeah. have to think it out but obviously um there must be a trend everyone can't be wrong about <laughs> me using my voice or having a voice so i definitely want to do that and uh, i think it'll be a good way to show my gratitude to Anne for yeah absolutely and i'm sure that's what was the intention behind that 
sending you the mic is like yeah. you know, just that little extra nudge, which a, ki- a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now I know um, you. We've just finished a round of the story skills, and yeah, you did an amazing job. Actually, we 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 used a we started doing a, a slightly different thing where we would uh just at the weekend before people so we'd get to friday and we would just post a little video in the forums so that people had a kind of reminder or just a little bit of a nudge and encouragement yeah a weekend nudge and you kicked it off and did this brilliant brilliant performance just reminding people of the sort of key points of you know what's important and if you haven't already made a start or get started and it came so naturally i mean there was like it was it was almost as if you had you were a teacher in a school <laughs> and i remember from from you know our conversation last time that you didn't you didn't really enjoy school when you were a kid Exactly. I didn't enjoy school. I've been kicked out of multiple schools. I was kicked out of school in second grade, in fourth grade, in high school, in college. So me and school don't have a great relationship. <laughs> no, and it's so funny. And yet, I, I just I remember sort of we because we, you set the bar very high because then it was like, OK, next weekend. <laughs> now, what am I going to do? <laughs> and um and I just remember thinking, you, I mean, that inspiration must have come from, did you ever have a teacher that, that, that taught like that, you know, that just said, that made it funny and, you know, you were pretending you were reading a newspaper and here's the headlines and it was just so well done. I wish I could, I don't know if there, there must be a clip of it somewhere that we could, um, <laughs> we could share. Because <laughs> it was I'll, actually, I'll it was actually relevant. You know, it was like, if you haven't already made a start, make a start. If you're feeling like you're behind, don't worry. And, you know, it was actually advice that could be used outside of, you know, if you're just doing any sort of project, it didn't matter whether it was the story skills or not. So did you ever have any teacher that kind of, that you took that inspiration from? Yeah, definitely. It would be teachers in my family. So I did have one teacher in school that I absolutely loved. And we still talk to this day. His day, his name is brother Michael Eatman. And uh, he was a teacher of a school in Harlem that I went to Mount Pleasant Christian Academy. And he was a young teacher, uh, very cool and hip and someone that I admire and looked up to. And he was definitely funny and we got along really well. Yeah. But also in my family, there are a lot of teachers. And if, if, if we want to talk about teaching with humor and comedy, I would have definitely look at my uncle who uh, taught in our church for many years. He was a superintendent of Sunday school, Sunday school teacher. And he always added that that flair of comedy and and using stories. He, he was a bus driver. He told some of the funniest stories <laughs> that, that you could ever <laughs> hear inside of a church. And so uh, I would definitely say that. Uh, the impact came from from just watching teachers in my family and and just you know having the idea of story storytelling and being able to incorporate those two yeah well all i want to reflect back to you is it's so engaging you know it's such a great way to get your message across to be a little bit funny to just yeah to just make it make a story out of it and it mm-hmm. was so memorable so yeah keep keep doing that because it was um, <laughs> just brilliant and it, it, what it what it really did for me was helped me see it brought the teacher out in you mm-hmm. you know it was it was that kind of oh yeah this is this is this is such a natural spot for you you know you're kind of you're teaching you're coaching you're you're encouraging people but you're 
you're actually teaching at the same time. It was just, just brilliant. So yes, more of that, please. <laughs> it's, it's so funny uh, you say that because uh, one of the last conversations I had with my mom, we were on the train and I was going to school. Well, I was going to school. She was going to work and we were sitting on the train. I'm not sure what led to the conversation, but she said, all right, man, you're, you're about that age. You know, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? I thought, I thought like, what, you know, where, where is this conversation coming from? days for this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm like 12, you know, 11, 12. Um, and she, she asked me and then, and I hadn't given much thought, honestly. And she said, have you given it thought? You know, you're getting older now and you know, you're a young man. And I said, yeah, I have. And she said, okay, what? <laughs> and I said, a police officer. She said, police officer. She said, I've never heard you talk about being a police officer. Why a police officer? And I had I had no answer. And I because it was just whatever came to the top of my head. And she said, Well, you want to hear my opinion on what I think uh, you know, the future holds for you, or what I she said, what I think you'll be good at. And I said, sure. And she said, a teacher. And I said, What? Because <laughs> remember, I don't I don't yeah, like school. You're like, I, I don't I, like school. <laughs> yeah, There's I don't no like school. way I've been a teacher. And, uh, yeah. And I'm thinking about and the minute she says that I'm going through all my teachers and I'm like, I don't want to be like any of them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> other than the one teacher, uh, Brother Mike, there was no teacher I wanted to be like. And she said, yeah, teacher, she said, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your skill set and how you are, how curious you are. And I think you could be really relatable and do that. And meanwhile, I'm a preteen and she's saying this to me and, you know, that kind of ended the conversation. But it's almost like she knew even at that point, like, yeah, you have some abilities in you to be a teacher. And how I saw teaching in that moment was school teacher. That's the only teacher yeah. that I knew. You yeah. got to be in a school. You got to wear a uniform. You got to get your degree, which meant more annoy school. all I'm the like, kids. No. Yeah, you'll have exactly. all these people who are like, oh, who's he? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But teaching is so much more than that. So, I mean, even with that, she she gave me a a glimpse of a vision for the rest of my life. So it's interesting that you, that you say that. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. And, and it's so amazing that that conversation came up and here you are, I think you're leaning into teaching all the time. So it's, it's so lovely that your mum's come up, you know, that, I mean, you refer so often to conversations and, and you really do hold on to those memories so well. Um, and I know it's just, we just recently, it was her birthday that you were celebrating. Yes. And I love the fact that you chose that moment to launch your kind of new initiative, this idea of giving is like, which you've been sort yes. of building up to. So do you want to tell us a bit about what, what, what this is about? Yeah, definitely. Giving is like is a project that I'm working on and it's simply to help people become better givers. And some of my ideas behind it is that everyone has an opportunity to be a philanthropist, that you don't have to wait until you're a millionaire or a billionaire, but you can yeah. give something each and every day. And once again, uh, my mom <laughs> is, is largely responsible for this idea. Uh, when I was really young, I asked my mom for an allowance and she said, sure. I said, I'll give you allowance, uh, you know, sweep him up the steps, clean the bathroom, I'll give you $7 a week. And so I said, okay, great, great deal. Yeah. I have my own money. And she said, the only thing is that every week when we go to church on Sundays, I'm not going to give you money anymore, which was a custom that she would do for me to put in an orphan basket. But she said, now you could do it yourself. You can give 10% of the money I give you and, 
and put in the basket. And so she taught me how to do the percentage of decimals. And I was like, okay, so Sunday I have to give 70%. I had $7. It didn't sound like anything to me. So cool, let's do it. And, you know, she stuck to her word. I stuck to mine. I remember that Sunday thinking, well, what's the point of breaking the dollar? I'll just, I'll just give a whole dollar in a basket. And so I gave the dollar in a basket and that started, I mean, I was young, five, six, seven years old, and I've continued it all the way till today. And I'm 33. And it's just, you know, she taught me that in on one Saturday morning and I've just stuck with it, Yeah. you know, throughout that giving, you know, paying tithe, which is, uh, it's interesting because it's also tied into what giving is like, uh, I, I release a daily tithe, which is a daily message about giving. But I kept that principle throughout my life. And so when I was thinking about a project to work on, I thought about my life and how much giving is a part of it. And that principle my mom taught me. And I said, man, what if I what if I did something, a giving project? And I eventually called it Giving is Like. I got the name from a, a scripture in the Bible. I kind of put a spin on it. It's some of my favorite scriptures in the Bible where the Bible will say the kingdom of heaven is like, you know, give an example of what heaven is like or and so mm -hmm. I just said, oh, what if I said giving is like, and then told stories about what giving is like. Yeah. And so yeah. the first story is obviously my mom and what she gave me in that moment. And then on and on and on what she's given me, you know, for the 13 years that we shared together. Yeah. So, so basically it's, there's a kind of daily blog. You're, you're just, you know, yes. telling some of these stories, which are, I mean, I loved, uh, there's one about you starting school and there's a little picture yeah. of six-year-old Mandel. It's very, yeah. very cute. Very, it's very only cute. the beginning. Yeah. So, and, and that was the beginning of your journey in school. You, you kind of, even then it wasn't, a, but there must've been a moment when you were in primary school, when you first turned up as six-year-old Mandel and, it, and it's just like, this is actually quite fun. Well, yeah, it's fun. School itself was always fun in terms of people and interacting with students. Like, I always loved that. I, there were days I looked forward to school because of the relationships that I built, but never the work, never the homework, never the tests. I, I wasn't a good test taker. So those moments, no. And even in that post that you're speaking about, uh, it's lonely in the beginning, that uh, in the post, I shared that the very next day, it was almost like the first day never happened. So the first day I'm scared, I'm lonely, I'm yeah. crying. I don't want my mom to leave. She leaves kind of like, you know, he'll figure it out. I met friends, we play basketball the next day. She can't get me to go home when she picks me up. She's like, okay, it's time to leave. And I want to stay because just that fast, you know, I've met people and met friends. So relationships have always been something that's come natural to me. Yeah. But that first day of school, third grade, I was lonely. It was a new school and it was a new grade. I had just got kicked out of a Catholic school for bad behavior. And I was, man, it, I was hysterical. Like, please, mom, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and she stayed as long as she could. Eventually she just, you know, I had to go. Yeah. And so um, that's what it was. And, and that is funny. I'm speaking to you about it now and I never thought of it in this context. It's almost like how my life was or how events turned out that I had mom for 13 years. And then it was like, okay, I got to go, but you know, you'll be fine and you, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and I am fine. I'm figuring it out. You certainly are. You certainly are. So, so the idea is you're really encouraging people to, you know, you're just embracing that philosophy of yours that, you know, as you said so beautifully, it's like 10% of your income. So you, you still now give 10% of your income. Yes, still now to this day, 10%. Wow. Uh, wow. It's, 
the tithing principle. And uh, when I was looking for a name to call my daily blog posts and, and emails that I send out, I, I thought, oh, what about the daily tithe? <laughs> what about something? Because tithing is giving and I'll be giving a daily post, a daily nugget. And so I call it the daily tithe. And um, it's one of my favorite things to do every day. Yeah. And it's so lovely because I think if you sort of form a habit around that, it really will start to to get a following. And And then do you have any plans to like pinpoint different charities or places that you want to sort of encourage people to support is is that the idea yes that's exactly the idea um right now i'm starting with this daily the daily tithe i'm, I'm kind of trying to get comfortable in this new spot <laughs> yeah. but definitely i want to i want to partner with charities uh, especially locally in my local neighborhood organizations nonprofits. But I also want to do projects around everyday giving, but the kind of giving that is intentional. So, for example, I know a lot of teachers in my life, just, you know, people that I know through the years. And so one project might be, hey, how could we get together and supply, you know, uh, supplies for students in school? And but it would be about giving them what they actually need, you know, what they actually want. Or can we work on an organization? that helps orphans or anything of that nature yeah. and really asking ourselves, okay, what does a 12 year old girl in this spot need versus just giving anything that we want to give, but what does that really, that person really need and want. And I've also thought about doing things around certain holidays, you know, mother's day, a uh, father's day, you know, what would our fathers, our mothers love to be gifted. And oh, so yeah. there are different projects that I do have in mind. Uh, so you hit it right on the head with that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, I I, like, I love the idea that this is just the beginning and, and there's always an element of not quite knowing where it's going to go anyway. You know, it's, it, even if you have a sort of intention, it's like that I'm sure there's going to be opportunities that come up as as you get to be associated with oh mandel he's the guy that that gives up mm -hmm. a lot you know he's, <laughs> he's the guy who's all about giving and just yeah. so i wonder what what do you feel is the sort of impact on you from you've done this all your life how would you say it, it supports you this idea of giving yeah oh man so many ways one of one of the ways is just a constant reminder that i've been given so much just the fact that I can give is is proof <laughs> that I've been giving the fact that I have a job. You know, I've always been able to get a job, go on interviews, get a job, you know, earn income. And so the least I could do is is give 10 percent back and just constantly be in a mindset of being appreciative for the privileges that I do have. And, you know, I've never really needed i mean there might have been some wants that i've had in my life but i've never needed anything you know I've, I've always had food clothing shelter and i've had a lot of the things that i've want <laughs> i've wanted and and been able to travel and do amazing things that everyone you know doesn't get to do and i like to credit it to my giving um that principle to give and to be a giver and that it comes back to you that it's a sowing and reaping process uh, when you give mm -hmm. it comes back to you and, and, and in so many ways i mean it's happened time and time again i mean we spoke about the microphone earlier yeah 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 you know, good example. You know, I, I i give an hour of of my time getting the privilege to be a guest on someone's show and show and then what does she do she gives me a microphone it's just like yeah. you know yeah. so it happened it happens in my life all the time and i'm, I'm so thankful and so 
it's a principle that I, I'll hold on to and I never want to let go. If anything, I want to find a way, you know, how could I give more than 10%? <laughs> well, you know, but I think what you do so well, it's not just about financially giving, is it? It's about mm-hmm. that. It's that whole approach. And it's how I love the way gratitude ties into giving. So it's seeing what you're grateful for and then seeing what you, you, you can then pay it forward. You know, it's like, by embracing, oh, I'm really grateful that this happened to me, then I pay it forward to someone else. And it kind of just spreads in that way. So it's a, it's a sort of, it's a real sort of a philosophy rather than it being a, okay, I've, I've got a, it's one transaction at a time. It's just, it all flows into, I, I give, and therefore things just come right back at me. You know, I, yes. I, I think it's all tied in with that sort of whole idea of, energy attracts like energy so when you're sort of in that space of of gratitude and and the the glass half empty you know rather mm-hmm. than the, the glass half full it's it's kind of that whole framing just means that you you notice the things that come into your life you know and yeah. and and therefore you have that sense of of fulfillment and being being sort of in a i mean i i, I love your story about <laughs> about um when you were a kid knowing which parent to go to if you wanted something <laughs> really really yeah. expensive or you know if you if it was like don't ask your mum if it's not something really practical and useful mm-hmm. but your dad yeah, yeah. was always there if you needed something like a new pair of trainers or a new mm-hmm. coat or something yeah it's kind of but what i think i love is that whole idea that you by seeing how much you're receiving you're finding ways to give that are like giving your time giving your attention giving your presence sometimes is actually all part of that approach yeah definitely yeah like as you said it's a way of life is not it's not just money it's yeah. time it's an ear it's listening to someone encouragement you know and and that's one of the things i share in the daily tide is the different ways that we give it's not just money and um there's a there's a scripture I always like in the Bible. It talks about in heaven that the, the streets are paved with gold. And the analogy is that that in heaven, gold is on the floor. And so it's, it's almost like money is like the least thing in heaven. It's not the most important thing or the biggest yeah. thing. It's actually on the floor. There's so many other things we can do. I think money is the first thing people think about when they think about giving. But money is is might be in some cases the least thing you could do. And so that's why with giving is like, it's about intentionality. It's not just, oh, something happened to them. Let me give them money. Well, do they really need money? Maybe they just need you to be there. Maybe they just need you to listen. Yeah. You know, I, I often uh, I often laugh because I have conversations with people and I literally will say nothing during the entire conversation. They'll just be riffing to me, going, going, going. And at the end, they'll go, thank you for listening. <laughs> and they'll walk away. And I'll laugh because I literally did nothing to yeah. me, but to them, it's like they gave me an ear. I needed in that moment, and that's it. No advice, no encouragement, just just the ear. In that yeah. moment, I, I gave them something, and so you know, giving shows itself in so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I could not agree more. It's um, and that actually brings me on to the reason I wanted to talk to you about giving is because I've just set up this initiative. You know, I, we've just been spending the last week watching all the horrific news reports coming in from Ukraine and 
feeling kind of heartbroken and helpless, you know, a million people who have literally fled their homes in fear of their lives. And it's that idea of, you know, what could you do? I think it it just helps to move from that that helplessness by just just do anything just to just to try and do something so for me it was um there's an organization called choose love who they help refugees all over the world but at the moment they're really focusing on ukraine and those million people who are sitting on the borders of the country and you know have left with very little in their hands and so what they're doing is getting things like food and blankets and medication and and sometimes just yeah just putting counselors on the on the ground who can who can literally help with the trauma um so i set up this just giving page to help choose love you know if we can channel some of that that sort of giving to them and then they work with the agencies on the ground to do what's needed because we're just in that sort of impossible situation and i'm hoping you'll be an ambassador for me mandel because what i'm encouraging people to do is to light a candle and you know this is kind of like a symbol of light and love and just i wanted something that symbolized how much we care that this is happening to you um this this sort of it's a sort of tangible thing that hopefully there is light at the end of this tunnel and then to sort of share that on your social media so that if, if, if you share that image that is a symbol of how much you care that's visible outwardly and then to just invite five friends to do the same so to come into this if you can share the link to the just giving page and then just donate five dollars so that you are you know then encouraging something to it's it's like putting out a ripple it's like putting out a ripple that you start something and then and this is what i think your your just giving is 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 all about it's like i'm encouraging everyone to find just the tiniest little gesture whether it's financial but it doesn't have to be huge you know philanthropy doesn't have to be giving everything away and then and then just encouraging other people to do the same so i'm hoping if i send you the link you'll be you'll be an ambassador for me because i'd love to see this you know one of the privileges i have is that i've i've lived all over the world and i would love to see this initiative go sort of through people like you to take it to the us you know i'm sitting here in singapore and it would be so nice to see it going out into the wider world so i'm yes. hoping that we can yeah make something work like that definitely and i, I already beat you to the punch because i i googled it and i got the link i got you oh link you've got it already oh my god <laughs> that's amazing i checked that's it out and, and i read it and i'm so glad you shared it uh, in the email where you told me you were launching because I got a chance to read up about it and and also the the LinkedIn post that you made about the chef. And so those are both organizations that I've been able to check out. And what I love about it is that oftentimes, as you said, people feel helpless. They don't know what to do or how to give or, you know, and it takes organizations that are on the ground to open up these doors for us to to give. 
And so I'm, I'm so thankful for it. And I love to share it and be an ambassador. And I think it's a great idea, the candle idea, the sharing idea. And as you said, it could be any amount. It could be five, 10, $50. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not about, about the amount. It's about, it's about bringing other people. And, and for me at the heart of it, it's about when we work together as a collective, mm -hmm. it's so much more impactful, you know, and it's about showing solidarity as much as, mm -hmm. You know, there's there's huge need for for things on the ground. You know, it's literally warm blankets, shelter, warm food. You know, as you said, uh, Jose Andres with with World Central Kitchen is doing just the same. But mm -hmm. it's 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 about showing, yeah, how much you care. That that can be part of giving for me is is so important. Yeah. And definitely, you know, $5 a, a, enough times adds up and becomes something, you know, yeah. we spoke about the, my given story earlier, you know, 70 cents, who would have thought 70 cents would become what it became today. So $5, any amount. And, and I was just thinking just before our call that a lot of times when we see situations like this, we say, oh, it's not my country, you know, that's in Europe, that's the Ukraine, you know, yeah. not, not my family. And I think th that's some of the worst thinking and ideas that you can have. And, and hopefully there's not many people out there thinking that that way, but instead saying, hey, you know, that's another human. That's another family. I have, as I read on your page, you said, you know, as a mother of children, I can sympathize with that. Yeah. And, oh, so you know, much. I mean, I, I cannot yeah. imagine. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm, I'm definitely glad to be a part of it. And I'm so glad you shared it because I was I was looking for some ways that I can contribute and you gave me two. And so I'm so I'm so thankful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I knew I knew you'd be a great ambassador, Mandel. And um, yeah, I'm going to be putting this out there. So anyone who's listening to this, you can find those links to yeah the the just giving page for choose love or you can you can go and donate directly to choose love the reason for doing it through a just giving page is is to just show how impactful one little starting point you know anyone who's thinking oh you know i can't do anything it's helpless you can there's always a way and um, and how and i mean i i took inspiration from um there's a there's a lovely campaign called run for heroes which was started by olivia strong in in the uk during the pandemic and mm -hmm. she was raising money for the nhs and and the, the the care workers and and it was this idea that you just give five five pounds so you ran 5k you donate five pounds and then you tag five people, you bring five people in to do the same. And they raised, you know, I think, I think the t they've, they've now got 7 million, 7 million pounds that they've raised from that one sort of starting point. And that's what I love about your work. I'm, I'm sure it's going to take you to all sorts of places that you just can't even imagine at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, I, I honestly think it's important to reflect on how much, this actually comes back to you. It's actually good for you to, to just feel like I'm doing something positive in, in mm -hmm. all of these cases. As you said, it's not necessarily about, oh, it's not my country or it's not my family. It's we can all sort of club together to to be a force for good. Absolutely. Now, I know you um, you said you're going off to Ghana pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, I'm going back to Ghana uh, this coming Wednesday. Actually, I, I visited Ghana a few months ago and I absolutely loved it. Had a great time, spent two weeks there. And so I have some friends who are from Ghana and they're going back 
And so they they were going back. And so they said, hey, do you want to go back? I'm just like, is that even a question? <laughs> of course, I want to go back. Yeah. And it's funny because in the meantime, while I, while I was planning this trip to go back, I had already uh, did the 23andMe uh, DNA testing. I was just curious after being in Africa yeah. last year, three different times, I went to Senegal, Ghana and, and Morocco. I was like, you know, let me let me look at let me see. Maybe maybe there's some truth to this, this DNA testing. I just want to see what they're going to say. Yeah. And um, I did it. And sure enough, it says my ancestors are are predominantly from West Africa and Senegal and Ghana were two of the highest percentages. And I said, oh, what a what a coincidence. Wow. <laughs> so is there yeah. a sense of when you get there, you feel you feel a connection? Oh, definitely. Even before I knew the results, when I when I got I felt a, a huge connection in Senegal, but even more in Ghana. One of the one of the reasons I know for sure is the moment I got off the plane in Ghana, everyone is speaking English. And so you already feel like you're at home because they're speaking your language. And Senegal is mostly uh, French and where I was mostly Waloof. But in Ghana, you know, it's just it's your language. And then in Ghana, I visited about four or five slave castles. And so I spent a lot of time just learning about my ancestors and that alone just you it just brings you in a place of home and reflecting and purpose and pain and so much and so i jumped at the opportunity to go back and i, I can't i can hardly wait <laughs> yeah and and look at you you're sort of building friendship networks across the across the world i mean it's just yeah just brilliant it's, it's beautiful so, i'm interested mandel before you came into the story skills workshop as a student had, had you been to africa already no, this the, uh, the past year was my first time ever going to Africa, and uh, and so I, I I went to Senegal first, as I mentioned, then I went to Ghana, and then I went to Morocco. So, twenty twenty one was was very good to me. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I I just feel like it's almost since you told that initial story in the story, the, like the whole world has just opened up to you. It's just been amazing to watch, actually. Yeah, uh, the last uh, it's it's weird because uh, 2020, you know, the whole world had to go through a pandemic and some of the toughest times a lot of people had to face. And, you know, there was a lot of loss in many ways, not just lives, but businesses and relationships and families and so much. But 2020 was also during the pandemic that I signed up for my first Akimbo workshop, which is a story skills workshop. And that workshop was the beginning of so much change that was going to take place. You know, the reason I could sit here to you and tell all these stories about my mother is because of that workshop. Yeah. That was never the case my entire life. There was always a, a hesitancy, a fear. Uh, it was just a, a, a sore topic that I didn't want to talk about. And, yeah. you know, I go through that workshop for 30 days and it was life changing. And it's just given me the ability to just tell these stories and, and share these memories so beautifully. And, you know, for over two years now, I've been a part of Akimbo and the workshops and just having a blast. And so, yeah, as you said, things have opened up. I've met so many people um, meeting you, you know, meeting Anne, getting a chance to be on podcast and, you know, which is something I've never done either until I met you. And so it's just, it's just been so great. And as you said, opportunities have come. And so I'm really, I'm really so thankful. Yeah, it's it's a that is a story that just makes my heart absolutely sing. I I love seeing seeing people who 
didn't see things in themselves have that just just brought out into the open and i think that is the power of storytelling i think that's what we have we we all have bernadette to thank for that you know it's just yeah. incredible the way mm-hmm. just that simple and you know we've just come out of the workshop and watched it all happen. And, and, and i always go in <laughs> thinking oh it's not going to happen this time it's not going to happen this time. And yet, it's like oh it did <laughs> just people you know and it's not every single person because it does involve you doing the work it does involve mm-hmm. you showing up i mean i remember you showing up on so many calls you were there and you were committed and you were just kind of yeah i'm gonna make this work um yeah but it is uh yeah i think that is one of my favorite favorite stories is is the story of mandel and how he just came to own who he is and yeah you just you just feel like you're just stepping into that now and that this this whole idea of giving is like is part of that identity it's part of who Mm -hmm. you are deep down yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. So, so wrapping up today, what so your last your last episode, which was Eat the Chicken and Spit Out the Bones, and you had this beautiful Frank Hammond song, No Weapon. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if you have another song that you want to add to this beautiful playlist that we now have. Sure. So the first song that comes to mind is a is another gospel song it's uh it's by bb and cc winans and the reason that song popped in my head first one is because i listen to mostly gospel music probably 95 percent of music i listen to is gospel but second uh during the daily tides today i wrote about uh three women it's it's women's uh women's month and so i decided to write about three women and the three women uh, were my sister my co-worker and a friend of mine and my sister and I used to sing this song in the house all the time uh, as a BB and CC wine, our brothers and sisters. And so me and my sister used to sing this song and it's called tomorrow. And it's just talking about, you know, not worrying, not worrying about tomorrow, just dealing with today. And so that's, that will be my song tomorrow by BB and CC Winans. Oh, fantastic. And you have just reminded me this episode is going live on Tuesday, the 8th of March, which is International Women's Day. Yes. And what an amazing thing. I've just had this hit, right? <laughs> the, the woman we're celebrating, because I was thinking, oh, that's a bit wrong, because I've got a bloke on for International Women's Day. You know, I haven't got my marketing <laughs> calendar sorted out. But it's just, it's just come to me. Of course, Brenda is the international woman we'll be celebrating. And yeah. yeah, I can just write that up as being what an amazing legacy she has left behind and all the work that you're doing. And yeah, that is so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll be celebrating her too and all the women on that day. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's an important day to sort of, but just again, it's that name a woman that you are celebrating and then ask them to name somebody else and and get that whole thing to to spread across the globe absolutely but beautiful song i'm so grateful and thank you so much for well before we leave we better ask if there's any more wisdom what is the wisdom from from launching just giving that you're you're taking away with you yeah so some of the wisdom that i've had i think one, you you made me reflect on the weekend nudges that we 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 did, and that first weekend nudge I shared about no one being behind, but everyone being at a different beginning. 
And I think uh, that can be used in life. You know, sometimes we see people and we say, oh man, they're so much ahead of where I am. I'm so yeah. far behind. I'm 32, I'm 33, you know, I'm not married. I don't have children, but you're not really behind. You're just at a different beginning from where they are. You're at a different pace and different journey. And the other idea uh, that I had in terms of wisdom was just the process that I've been going to, which is kind of connected to what I just said in that doing the daily tithe every day, there's been some, some fears I've had to get over. Like, oh, no one wants to hear from me. No one wants to hear from me every day. Maybe I'll skip a day. You know, maybe, maybe I'll hide. Maybe, maybe I had this thing all wrong. Maybe I should just stop it. And when I initially planned to launch the website, it wasn't on February 19th. My mother's birthday was actually going to be in March sometime. And I had picked March because that's the one year anniversary of uh, me graduating from Alton BA. And then one day I was just thinking, oh, I should do a tribute to my mom on February 19th. And so I said, okay, I'll just do a, a, a page on the website. And when I was speaking to the website designer, it was like, why can't you just do everything by February 19th? And I was like, whoa, that's pretty scary. And so I did everything by February 19th, but in doing that, now I had to commit to do the daily tithe a month earlier than I even planned to do it. And so I just did it. And so, you know, I would say that's the wisdom kind of just stepping into your fears and knowing that you're on a different journey than everyone else and just embracing your journey and and going, going with it. And starting before you're ready. That is, that's Mm. such a golden example of that, which is, it's so tempting to put it off and put it off. And it's like, no, just, just get it, get it kicked off now and, and, and then tweak it. You know, you can, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Golden advice. So anyone who wants to get a little bit of daily wisdom from Mandel at the daily, uh, so it's the daily tithe, the daily tithe. Yes. And that the, what's the website address? So you would just go to givenislike.com and you'll see it right on the homepage, or you can go to givenislike.com backslash the daily tithe. And I, you know, I have the link on my social medias and Instagram and everything of that nature, but yeah, given is like yeah. com, which I'm ha- I'm happy to say because the last time you interviewed me, I didn't have the website up, and so no, 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 no. Now, that, that's now, like now. <laughs> so much has happened. So much has yeah. happened. So I'm happy to have it up. So yeah, they can go there and subscribe, and you can get the the daily tithe every day in your email. And uh, I'll, I'll love to have you join our community of yeah. givers, givers and gratitude receivers. I think it's just yeah that that whole philanthropic approach to life is so beautiful thank you so much for joining me mandal it's been an absolute joy to speak to you as ever and yeah let's keep in touch yes thank you for having me kat good to see you and speak with you again and look forward to more time together yeah perfect thanks mandal yes kat What a gift that conversation was. So powerful. I hope you'll agree. And I love that Brenda saw the teacher in Mandel way before he saw it in himself, which is often the way. And speaking of gifts, I was given a gift last week. My husband handed me a book called The Happiest Man on Earth, which is the story of Eddie Jaku, the Holocaust survivor who 
sadly died last year at the age of 101. His memoir is the harrowing, heart-wrenching story of his fate as a young German-Jewish boy who was arrested, beaten and transported to the Nazi death camps on Kristallnacht in November 1938. Over the Next seven years, Eddie stared hate and evil in the face and suffered immeasurable pain and loss. His world and the world of his fellow inmates became a very dark place. But by some miracle, Eddie and his sister and his best friend Kurt survived, only to find that that was not the fate of their extended family and friends. Over six million innocent men, women and children were murdered in that most futile and ugly of wars, and that huge number doesn't even start to take into account the huge loss of life from the armed forces on all sides. It was a long, long time before Eddie could share his story, and even then he couldn't share it with his immediate family. It was just too painful to revisit that darkest time in his life. But in the end, he bravely decided that he needed to tell it for future generations, in case we forget. At the end of the book, Eddie shares what I think is some of the most valuable wisdom I've ever heard. Life is beautiful. You make it beautiful. It's up to you. So having spent the last week watching those horrific scenes coming from Ukraine, I felt like Eddie's message was sent to me as a call to do what I can. It's not lost on me that I received the book on the 22nd of February 2022, which feels like an auspicious date and came to me two days before that invasion. So if you've been moved by anything you've heard here and you want to find out more about how you can help me make a small contribution that I hope will make a difference to those millions of people who are now bearing the human cost of this tragic and senseless war and show them that there is definitely more light in this world than there is darkness. There'll be links in the show notes to the Just Giving page that I was talking about. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you for being here, for taking the time to listen and for any small contribution you can make. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from. So I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.